Welcome to Embracing Change, Talking Through Trauma. And today my guest is Chantal Lopez. She is a, <clears throat> excuse me, a nervous system coach, a mentor, and an embodied space uh, educator. I, I don't think I said the word exactly right. Chantal, welcome to Embracing Change this morning. And I'm super excited for about our conversation. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to your, like my description of what I gave to you right now? Oh, hi, Tammy. And thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, uh, no, I mean, I think I would just say that my career and my role um, keeps changing, which yes. I I love and one to use the language of the podcast one role that I've really embracing in these last few years is a nervous system coach um, and of course you know that uh, I work largely in the capacity of a mentor and educator in the embodied arts space so largely my business partner Ann and I are working with teachers who um teach Pilates, teach yoga, teach meditation, are in the body and embodied arts in some way, right? The healing arts. So whether they're um, PTs or OTs or somatic therapists, um, we, we get such a huge range of folks these days, but we're really helping them build, um, build their businesses around a transformative education model. That's one of the largest pieces of the work that we do. And then my specialty is in the nervous system and particularly around behavior change. So that comes in real handy when we're building our business and what Anna and I like to talk about and say and do model for, for everybody is that we're designing our businesses, but we're also designing our lives. And yes. so when it comes to uh, behavior change, that can be really critical for us getting where we want to go. And then we teach educators and leaders how to then not only develop their own nervous systems, but how to share that work with the clients and, and the people that they're working with. Yes. So I am a, um, a longtime student of Chantal and Anne's, and I've been working with them in many different capacities for the past three years. And today, um, Chantel and I are going to be talking about the nervous system. So Chantel, how did you get started in like the nervous system work, education? And <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, I think since I became a movement teacher, you know, 23, 24 years ago, I always felt really um, compelled by the fact that I wasn't just teaching a body, but I was teaching a person. And um, I started my movement teaching in Pilates and then expanded it to yoga, meditation, and some other somatic modalities over the years. And I always just really wanted to understand the connection like of all the aspects of us. So I love um, Dr. Uh, Gabor Mate, you know, he's a um, pr prolific um, uh, presenter and doctor of many things, but he talks about us as being biopsychosocial spiritual beings. And I think when I first heard that, that was probably only five or six years ago, I thought, you know, that's, that's really the place I've always been intuitively drawn toward. 
Um, I love movement. I've been a mover my entire life. Um, it has brought me tremendous joy in a lot of different ways. And I understand from my own or have understood from my own personal experience, the impact that being healthy in my body can make on, on my psyche, on my emotional state, on my spiritual state. And so is probably about eight or nine years ago now, um, I was taking a workshop with um, Wendy LeBlanc Arbuckle, who many of you know is a kind of a you know icon in our in our movement field, and she was talking about something brilliant, which is you know what she does. And and Wendy is a Wendy is like kind of like Elizabeth Larkham. You know, we have these people in our industry who we are blessed to kind of learn from, who are on the cutting edge of blending movement with all kinds of alternative disciplines. And when, when I was working with Wendy, she happened to mention in passing Stephen Porges and the polyvagal theory. And I can't remember right now what exactly it was that we were talking about. It was probably breath work, probably some kind of, you know, autonomic nervous system regulation uh, regarding the, the heart and, and the eyes. She was talking about the relationship between our peripheral vision, our middle ear and our heart space. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> back, back, back up who, and what are you talking about? Um, because there was just something, there was like a little glimmer for me of like, oh, that that's, that's it. Like that's, that's the missing piece for me. And so that was really the beginning. I think I had some conversation with Wendy about Porges's work and then immediately bought the very daunting, you know, polyvagal theory book, um, which is, <laughs> incredibly difficult, as you know, to get through, luckily yeah. they have like a cliff notes version these days, a pocket guide, they call it. Um, but I just really dove deep into the work, um, at that point, eight years ago and, and started to make really profound connections for myself around what it even means to be aware of my nervous system and how that's different than the, the body-based awareness that I had been gifted with and been teaching for so long. Um, and then I have had a chance to uh, study with um, Stephen Porges directly, and I have had an opportunity to work with Deb Dana, who is one of the, um, you know, she she's a, a, a clinical therapist um, and has written many books now on the polyvagal theory around safety and connection um, for therapists. So she was one of these people like Wendy and like Elizabeth who are, who's on the cutting edge of her profession saying, here's this body of work that's not necessarily being pointed in our direction, but I can see the value of it. And I'm going to scoop it up and I'm going to start learning about it. And I think, I mean, it's been um, squarely probably a decade and a half, if not more that, that Deb has been working with Stephen Porges. And so I've just grown and grown and grown and grown in my study and my exploration. And I'm the kind of person that I feel like one of my talents is taking complex ideas and integrating them very quickly. And so I was using the material probably within the month, <laughs> you know, of, of being introduced to it and playing with it and connecting it to other movement strategies and modalities that I am versed in and applying it to my students 
But then I have been a mentor in this field for a very long time, as you know. And so I was immediately intrigued by um, the how how does it help us as teachers kind of complete our um, ability to facilitate growth and change in our students? How does it fill this gap that I feel like you know we've kind of always had? So that's a long answer, but hopefully I answered the question. <laughs> It, it's a long answer, but it's something that I feel, um, you know, when I first came to you, um, like I was out, I was talking and it wasn't, I did not have a clue, like how I started the bridging part of it, but talking about like attachment and co-regulation co more specifically. And um, the deeper I've gotten into Dr. Porges's work and realizing that he actually started it um, in relation to like looking, I shouldn't say just started it, but he started using mothers and babies. Yeah. And that was a connection. And so even when as late as like into the nineties, I was using it in the work that I was doing in early childhood because I, I just, and I'm not going to get too far deep into it only just to know that like it's come full circle for me. And now that I have more understanding of it, it was like, oh my gosh, I was doing this a long time ago. I just didn't know I was doing it, Chantal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel that it's such important work. How do you see um, this critically important work coming forward into the movement community, into like, like in the future? How do you see this happen? I mean, how do you see it being rolled out? Yeah, well, I think there are a couple of relevant points um, for me or connections. It, it, you know, I was mentioning earlier, like just the gaps that I feel like yes. this fills. Yes. Um, one, as a as a lifelong educator, you know, an entrepreneur. I mean, I've worked for myself for two and a half decades, and in the movement field, and the critical nature of self care, you know, and oh. and our ability to show up fully and to be present, but also to manage our output. I think many of us as teachers feel um, we the intensity of the intimacy that happens when we're connecting with the student and guiding them through moving their body and moving through pain and 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 un, unraveling, unearthing trauma, as we know, right? These kind of lots of lots of little traumas that we experience as, as humans. The work I think is most relevant to us personally and first. And it's it's something that you know we have been in deep discussion around because as you develop your this kind of subtle nuanced sense of awareness around your nervous system and its connection to your emotional state, your psychological state, and the stories that we tell ourselves or the meaning we make out of out of our history and our current experiences um, is so it, it, it's different, right? And it and it's important that we are, are practicing it ourselves, but beyond the importance of it, the value of it to us as individuals to be able to really have this deep, meaningful relationship with our nervous system so that we can understand and feel when we are dysregulated and triggered um, and bring our body back to a place of regulation, right? A place of what we call ventral vagal or, or, or anchored into that 
that place of safety where systems are harmonizing, right? Where we're we're allowed to access that homeostasis of of rest and restoration. Um, that that the strength that we can create and the resilience that we can create in our nervous systems makes us better teachers, makes us better educators, makes us better parents, makes us better partners, allows us, you know, we've been using this language of like, you know, this kind of seaweed like dance that <laughs> yeah. we're learning to, to do where we can, we can become dysregulated and then return to that ventral vagal state of regulation and then, and, and connection where we're more able to be present we were speaking recently about being able to be more vulnerable, to be clear in our decision-making, to set clear boundaries without being so disrupted, right? Mm -hmm. I always talk about like a healthy nervous system is one that can dance from regulation to dysregulation and back again, a hundred thousand times. And, and the cost is very low, right? Mm -hmm. We're minimizing the cost so that we can keep going and we can, we can get thrown off and then we can return and we can get thrown off and we can return. And that is it, just the idea that we can become more resilient in the work that we do um, mm -hmm. is so powerful. On the other hand, when we're talking about working with students and making or supporting change in their bodies, the thing that I have really come to understand is that body changes amazing, but body change is short-lived without behavior change. And we know this on a fundamental level, right? We know yeah. that it takes practice and consistency and with practice and consistency, we get change. And then with more practice and consistency, we can sustain change. But what we don't ever talk about is that that practice and consistency takes behavior change and behavior change starts in the nervous system. So adding this level of um, awareness to our work as movement educators is profound for our students because it allows them to recognize when they're in a state um, where they feel safe and they can, and when we feel safe, we, we're optimized for learning, right? And we can take risks and we can take on greater challenges and we can, we can see we can see the space between um, the the intellectual, like knowing that something is good for us and the actual motivation to do the thing that's good for us, right? That's the behavior change. But there's this big chasm for so many of us, but I mean, for every human on a, on a different level, right? Of, of like, that, that doesn't feel safe. Like taking those new actions doesn't feel safe. Like just doing the thing I'm used to doing or the thing that I know will keep me out of pain or is familiar with me for me is comfortable. That's what's safe, even if it's not good for me. So the nervous system work really supports this long-term behavior change, which then body change can be built onto and then body change can be long-term. So that's just one of the ways in which I see the work really affecting our our impact as movement educators. Yeah, I, excuse me, I 100% agree. I think that 
you know, when I am just going to share just a little bit about me, but I feel it's important because, you know, when I first started working with you, we first started talking about nervous system work. So we're talking three years now. And at first I was like, oh, that's not good. You know, it was like, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to believe it. And then the more I started like practicing and embodying everything that you taught us or taught me specific, I mean, taught me. And it was like sustained over time. I have seen huge changes in myself. Yeah. And I'm just going to say one because it was the fear of getting in front of the camera. Yeah. And now look at me today. We're talking three <laughs> years and now I'm hosting my own podcast. And so there is, it, it does work. And I would also say it's the consistency of doing it. You have yeah. to do the work in order for it to work for you. So yeah. well, you, bring you, up, you bring up a good point because I think when you become aware of your nervous system state, you are able to do hard things, right? Yeah. Because instead of just having a, a dysregulated experience when something um, challenging is put in front of you, whether it's making a tough decision or doing teaser on the box and maybe you've fallen off the box or maybe you do it before, yeah. you know, anything challenging, whether it's physically challenging, mentally, emotionally challenging, um, when you are able to recognize like, oh, oh, I feel that I'm responding. You, you can really stay in the state experience. And this is what we work on. And this is what we teach is to stay in attention to the nervous system state experience so that we do not get derailed by the thinking storytelling narrative experience, which can just derail all of us, right? Whether it sends us back to a traumatic moment that we begin to relive, we're thinking about it, you know, we're visualizing it, or it's just a limiting belief that we have about our ability, our worthiness, our value, um, or that a thing, or that a thing will cause us pain. Staying in our state experience, we can change our state experience as simply as what we talk about is three big breaths, right? That's it. It can be the entry point to tremendous nervous system state downregulating, coming back toward ventral vagal, where then what I always describe it as like, when we do that, we create just enough space between the story and the narrative or the thing that might be keeping us from making the positive change or taking the positive action. We can, we can, it's this spaciousness to go, okay, I'm not, I'm going to, Ooh, I'm going to, I have some tools. I can, I can downregulate my state, which allows me enough room to then take the risk and do the hard thing. You can prepare yourself for the hard things. Um, like, you know, your example of getting in front of the camera or even just doing anything that, I mean, we, from a kind of shallow perspective, like doing anything we don't want to do, yeah. right. Or anything that's a little uncomfortable because it's out of our, you know, realm of experience or a, a tough conversation, you know, or setting boundaries, or as I said before, making it a, a difficult decision. We have this ability to, to really change our nervous system state with intention, which makes 
all of our thoughts, all of our actions more expansive. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so tremendous. It's just so tremendous. And one of the things that I love that I think a a lot of uh, that I love to share with folks is this idea that you mentioned, one of the three kind of hierarchies of um, not hierarchies, but one of the three um, pieces of the polyvagal theory is co-regulation. And um, co-regulation is this idea that physiologically, I change you and you change me, right? Our nervous systems are impacting each other. They're speaking to each other through a language called neuroception, which Stephen Porges, you know, came up with. Um, it's our assessment of unconscious assessment of safety. And we do that particularly like a little nap. The idea of co-regulation, um, it's like it, it, I think about it this way. It teaches us how to, uh, cultivate safety in ourselves, right? So when we have a, a positive emotional reciprocity, that's what it's called, right? We have this positive emotional experience or exchange between each other. We feel safe with each other. My system, my system becomes, the more I have that, the more my system is familiar with it, right? The more I can say unconsciously, I can default to that right? So the power of being together in a, in a healthy exchange physiologically, mm-hmm. right? System wise, um, is what supports us in being able to self-regulate now in the kind of health, uh, self-help world, we think, you know, we kind of talk about it in the opposite, like we have to learn to love ourselves and, and care for ourselves and, you know, put your mask on first kind of thing, um, which is relevant to this work from a different perspective, but really our ability to be, um, to regulate when we're alone is based on our previous experiences of healthy co-regulation. And so as, as an educator or a leader or a business owner or, or anybody who is, you know, trying to make an impact on other people, this is very powerful work, right? Because we serve the individual by serving the relationship, right? If that makes sense through, through the nervous system work. Um, And we can teach our nervous systems how to return to safety with ease through, through these healthy co-regulation moments. And as a student and a teacher, there's rarely anything, and I've said this for decades, anything rarely is powerful beyond, you know, a parent and a child. And we talk a lot about that, about this, the impact of this work on our, and our parenting and and our partnerships. It's it's such, it's such powerful work. It's such powerful work. So Chantel, that was a beautiful analogy. Um, I, I just, um, I think that going forward, and I I just have to say that I'm honored to be working with you in the capacity that I am right now, because I am working with Chantel to become a nervous system facilitator, which she offered so graciously. And you you can talk a little bit more about that. If you're going to offer it in the future, I don't know, but I'm really um, grateful that I'm having this opportunity to work with you in the capacity that I am, 
So I just need to say thank you publicly. Um, so I do, I just need to say thank you publicly. So um, thank you for joining me today. I have extremely enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to having more off the screen conversations with you as well. So anyways, thanks for joining me. So please stay on the camera and I'll be, we'll be off in just a second. Thank you.